Lowe's Probember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today, shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event, now through November 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's the ML Sports Platter. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Brian Cowboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and our great friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. StanleyLawOffices.com and on social media. For more, Well, look, Colin Morikawa has just absolutely taken golf by storm. Uh, the numbers are insane. The two uh, major wins now at this particular point. And uh, the ceiling, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it, it could be as high as being the, you know, the greatest champion uh, ever. But we got a little bit of time for that. We know when Tiger Woods was supposed to blow away the uh, competition in that department, uh, things happen, and now he'll never... Uh, surpass Jack Nicholas, but either way, Colin Morikawa at the age of 24 years old, put it this way, he is right now on pace to do amazing things historically. Let's talk about it right now with uh, a guy who's been around the business for a long time, somebody I've watched and, and respected uh, and followed for a long time, going back to his WKBW TV days, his Niagara Gazette writing days as a sports editor and columnist. Uh, and is just terrific at what he does. Amazing writer. He is the managing editor of Golf Week. He's a golf coordinator for the USA Today Network. It is Tim Schmidt. Timmy, how are you, buddy? It's been a long time. Yeah, no problem. Great to talk to you, man. It, it has been an awful long time. and uh, I, I miss being back in uh, in upstate and central New York, and so it's great to talk to you. I am actually here for a few weeks visiting some family, and typically I live down in Texas, so this is great. Well, I'll... Uh... I'll, I, when I get done, I'll have to text you. And we'll see if we can maybe squeeze in 18 somewhere before you leave. Um, that wouldn't be the worst thing, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, Colin Morikawa. He now has started. He's played in 50 tournament uh, events. He's won five. He's played in eight majors. He's won two. He's 24 years old, and he also debuted in two majors and won those, and that's never happened in the history of the game. So, two-part question here: When you see his game, what do you, what do you, what stands out the most? A lot of times, you hear, you know, the, the words "ball striking," and, and what the heck is this guy's ceiling? Yeah. It, so, the crazy part about this is, um, this is no fluke, folks. This is uh, a guy who, uh, if you remember, the very first event back after the pandemic was the Charles Schwab Classic or Challenge, excuse me, in Fort Worth, Texas. I happened to be there. And he was leading on the 18th hole. He missed a putt that would have sent it to a playoff. Daniel Berger ended up winning. This is a guy who could be even, you know, could have even won a couple other times already with the. So, in other words, this isn't Eli Manning who got the two, two, two Super Bowls and went eight and eight the rest of his career. This is a guy who has already proven he is a step above 
95% of the golfers on the PGA Tour. And the key to his game is really his iron play. Nobody strikes the irons the way that Colin Morikawa does. And to put this in perspective, and I will tell you, Mike, I am not often right, so I have to tell myself when I am. Last week on a podcast, or before the British Open on a podcast, I said that the key stat this week, this last week um, at Royal St. George's, because it's a short course, it was a uh, course that had only two holes of longer than 500 yards, only two par fives, that the premium and the stat that was going to be the key was going to be strokes gained approaching the green. Hmm. Okay, so when you look at, you know, PGA Tour stats, like many other pro sports, you know, the margin of, uh, is, is so slim when you talk about number one and number two or number two and number six or number, you know, and in a lot of sports when you look at these things, the, the percentages are just tiny. Yeah, one guy is ranked first in something, but the guy who's, you know, 15th is actually pretty close to him. That is not the case with stroke, strokes gained approaching the green. If you look at the PGA Tour stat site, and you look at where everybody else ranks, they are miles behind. As a matter of fact, Morikawa's average in strokes gain approaching the green is 1.502. The next highest is Paul Casey at 907, 0.907. Mm -hmm. The next after that's Russell Henry, Henley at 0.901. And they all bunch up after that. Colin Morikawa is far and away the best iron striker on tour right now. And when the courses line up for him, as they did this last week at the British Open, it doesn't matter if this guy is from the West Coast. It doesn't matter. You know, people say, oh, I don't know. He plays a West Coast style of game. Listen, man, if it comes down to irons, you take Colin Morikawa almost every time. No doubt. And, you know, we've fallen into this before where guys win quickly, right, when they're young. Because they're young, they're good, they arrive, and it's just... Here I am, and it's like the Superman cape is out. Speed, three of them. Rory, uh, Brooks Kepka wins a bunch right in a row. Guy by the name of Tiger Woods, we basically cemented him as blowing away Jack Nicklaus's record, and all of a sudden some things happen personally, and now he'll never surpass Jack. In fact, he may never play golf again. So it's dangerous to kind of project. Well, he's got two of 24. It doesn't work like that. Sports, every single tournament's different. Injuries can happen. Things happen. Look at the slump Rory is in. But Morikawa does seem to be a guy who, from what you've described, from what you and I and golf fans everywhere have seen, a guy who does have sustainability, right? This is not a Ben Curtis. This is not a Todd Hamilton. This is not a Michael Campbell. It's not a Sean McKeel. You know, it's not one of those type deals, uh, uh, maybe even a Mike Weir. I mean, this, this guy could probably end up at least, you know, without getting carried away, five, six, seven-ish majors is very realistic at, at the very minimum. Again, you bring up two really important points here. I mean, injuries and, and personal stuff can always derail anyone. Um, it, he seems to be a guy who truly has his head firmly on his shoulders. And so I don't think that that's the kind of thing that would derail someone like him. But an injury could certainly do that. Anything that's minor, throw someone's game off. And, you know, it takes just a tiny little bit of confidence loss. And you see what happens with a lot of these players. Um, and, and Jordan Spieth is the ultimate example of that in terms of his confidence. Now here he is again. I mean, mm -hmm. he's fun to watch again. He's, he's back to being the guy that we knew. And yeah, he hasn't broken through with the majors. But man, he's been right in the thick of it every week for about six months now which has just been fun fun to watch 
I do think the other difference is this. When you look back at even Tiger, when Tiger started, you know, the, the fields were good. Of course, there were a lot of good players. When you look back to Jack, there were a lot of good players. Man, every year there is a new yeah. Will Zelatoris who steps out of the field and, you know, is 21 or 22 years old and has incredible skills. And by the way, these, the way that they groom these guys now, they're playing, you know, high-level uh, amateur golf starting at, 12 years old, 10 years old. You know, I, I jokingly, uh, I pick on an old colleague of ours, uh, Jay Skirsky here, who covers the, the Buffalo Bills for the Buffalo News. His son is four or five years old and is already like a championship golfer. He's going to some national event in Orlando next week. Wow. You know, think about that. I mean, you know, when I was growing up and playing uh, Brighton and Sherwood and Park uh, in Town, the town of Tonawanda, nobody was talking about taking us to national tournaments. So it, just the, the, the pedigree that these guys have coming in, the fields aren't going to get easier moving along. They're going to get better. And speaking of uh, Will Zalatoris, by the way, I brought up the, um, <coughs> excuse me, the strokes gained um, approaching the green stat. Mm -hmm. He's sixth in that right now on mm -hmm. tour. He doesn't even have a full card yet, Will Zalatoris. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be better players con consistently coming down the pipeline or not better players, but really good players. So while I, I, I think that Colin Morikawa is doing something that is certainly not a fluke by any stretch of the imagination. Look, you know, there's a lot of good players that are going to be coming along and everybody can't win a major. There's only four of them each year. So to say how many he's going to win, that's going to be tough. He should be in the thick of it though, for years to come. I'm wondering you know, in the time you've covered golf, played golf, uh, been a golf fan, where this year ranks, you know, in in your lifetime as far as excitement with the majors. I mean, I, I think this this year was was spectacular. I mean, Hideki Matsuyama, you know, first Japanese player to win a major, he wins the Masters. That's going to have global ramifications for years. I think. Same thing with John Rahm, the first Spaniard to win the U.S. Open. Now we have Morikawa coming on the scene. He's making history. He's super young at 24. And oh, by the way, a 51 or a 50 year old, I should say, won it. You're now 51. And Phil Mickelson winning the PGA at a course that, you know, most people thought was going to eat him alive, and rightfully so, at Kiowa. Um, this is one of the great years, I think, for, for, for us, right? In golf, Tim? Well, it's not just, you know, it's been, again, going back, I think that the one of the few beneficiaries of the pandemic was the, the world of golf. And, and people have, have come back out to play the game in record numbers again. The enthusiasm around the game has been as high as it's ever been. Um, we've, we've happened to have a good stretch of major champions, mm -hmm. but I just feel like there's an excitement around the game in general that there wasn't before. There was some, there was definitely some, but it's it's stepped up for sure post pandemic, and and part of that is, um, you know, the, the the funniest part about golf is it, it already was a, and you've covered a million sporting events. It's you know you go to a you go to a football game, you go to a hockey game, you go to a basketball game for crying out loud. You can see every player's emotion, especially mm -hmm. on a basketball court. When you go to a golf tournament, it's so spread out that it, it's everything so 
unique in, in the kind of uh, singular aspect of guys walking alone and being alone that when it it translated well on television right away even when there were no fans at some of these major events it still it still worked and and i feel like the momentum has kind of maintained through all this and it really helps to build this thing there's more media spotlight on it than there's ever been um and that ramps up guys like phil nicholson you know where this isn't just trying to win at the uh you know whatever tournament in north carolina one week this is um this is something that he now knows is leading off sports center in many cases again for the first time in his in in decades and so i think the, the players sense the the what's going on around the game as well and it's it's you know it's just like playing in front of eighty thousand or seventy five thousand and uh when the bills come home and, and the, the crowds are back i, I feel like they realize that the that the intensity is back on the game and the players have stepped up their game just to kind of go alongside of it Golf Week USA Today Network. Tim Schmidt with us talking some golf. Uh, Facebook cover photo. What what course is that? That is a man. That's a hole. Holy cow! So are, are you ready for it? now? You you remember? You know, here we are hanging out in uh, Sabers and Bills press boxes back in the day, and yep. now and now here I am uh, about two months ago as part of a USGA trip for the media. Um, I left my home in Austin, Texas, on a Sunday. Flew into San Francisco and on Monday played the Olympic Club, which Stop is where it. they held the U.S. Women's Open, and we met Michelle Wee and, and a bunch of other folks, oh. and then and got to play. By the way, got to play eighteen holes that night. We um, a, a group of media members flew down and to San Diego, and then we woke up the next morning and played Tory Pines. Stop it! Uh, and in fact, oh. my my foursome was uh, Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. Sure. And Mike Wan, who is now the USGA CEO. No kidding. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty fun stretch for me. Uh, I've, I haven't played a ton of golf, but when I have played, I've played some great golf courses. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I got to do since I'm back here in Western New York is um, the Porter Cup Media Day was up at Niagara Falls Country Club uh, last week, and I got to be part of that. So as I joke, I've only played golf about six times in the last two months, but every single one of them has been like a primo track. Yeah, I heard, the, I heard Niagara Country Club's a diamond in the rough. I mean, just a tremendous, tremendous course and i mean are these courses you don't have to you know announce scores here i would never announce mine probably but um <laughs> what are they what are they doing to, to you are you eating uh, you know are they eating you up are you hanging in there I, I probably one of the toughest courses i played was oak hill in rochester um oh, years yeah. ago and it's just you walk on these places you know you just feel different you know what i mean by that and um but are these are you able to kind of hang in from from uh i'm assuming yeah. you're playing the white tees I think I've I think I've been in the eighties and ever. ever oh, that's ever, great! Great sports. Yeah. yeah, which that's you know I always tell people for me a, a good day is in, a great day is in the seventies, a bad day is in the nineties. But yeah, I was I've been in the eighties and, and hung tough on just about every one of them. I will say it's funny you say that I played the uh, I played Oak Hill as part of a senior PGA Championship media day wow. again with Jay Skirsky probably in like I don't know oh four wow. or something like that and that's a really great golf course but the one thing that you notice that's such a difference is when you play these places um you know when you go out to your local municipal golf course and I love muni golf as a matter of fact did a big series of stories for for golf week uh, about two months ago in advance of um the 
Tory Pines event at U, uh, the U.S. Open at Tory Pines because it's a municipal golf course, and unfortunately, there are no more municipal golf courses on the major schedule for the foreseeable future, which is kind of a bummer. But when you go out to your average muni course, you know you can make a mistake, and I'm not saying you can make a horrible mistake, but there's a lot of times where you can either, you know, your shot off the tee isn't great. You can spray it and still get a bogey. Yeah, you right. Exactly. Yeah. Where, man, that's not the case with no. these, these courses. You play that Olympic no. Club course. Torrey Pines is difficult. It's breathtaking, but it's yeah. difficult. It, it's not the toughest of the ones I've played. But, man, the Olympic Club in San Francisco is just, who you make a mistake and you're... Oh, you're dead. You're, Oh, you're 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 on you're on the wrong side of trees, and you're on the wrong side of hills, and you're looking at uh, the bay in San Francisco, and and you're not supposed to be. It it can be so tough, and a lot of these courses are, are just that way. You make a mistake, and it really is going to cost you. And that's what makes it so tremendous to see what these guys do. I followed them. Um, I talked about the uh, the Charles Schwab at, at Colonial this year. Uh, it was Jason Kokrak ended up winning it, but I went up and covered that and followed Jordan Spieth on Sunday. Mm. And to watch him spray just a little bit, I mean, he doesn't miss by a ton, but he does. He's not the most accurate driver, and, he, you know, he's always taking chances. But then to see what he gets himself out of, and, and when I followed him that day, the respect I have for basically the way that these guys dig themselves out is just incredible. It really is. Where you and I, we're chipping back into the fairway and hoping to make double these guys are still trying to put the ball on the green or close and still maybe make birdie, you know, or, or par at worst. And that's crazy to me. Golf is so hard. For, I mean, it just <laughs> is for no matter what your level is. I mean, you could be a 25-30 handicap. You could be Colin Morikawa. Everything in between is so, so hard when you think about the things that can go wrong in a, in a swing and, and the game and the elements and uh, the course conditions and the differences in greens. If you play two, three times a week at different courses, it's all different, right? And so, and that and the pros are robots, and that's what it's so impressive. These guys just they're machines, and they can play all these places. I've still never figured out how they can go to a course in the beginning of a week, especially major play, and you know have a couple practice rounds, and then just know, you know, walk up to a fourth hole, be like, oh, remember this on Tuesday? Oh, and they already know exactly like to the foot where they're supposed to hit the ball, and then they do it. It's absurd. I remember Tom Watson, there was a quote, and I'm paraphrasing, in the Joe Posnanski book, The Secret of Golf. Um, it was a story of Watson and Nicholas. Great, great book. And Watson said something to the tune of, you know, hey, don't don't get mad. Try not to get mad at golf. You know, you're going to – golf's hard, and this was the big one. You're going to hit bad shots. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I think that that's the key for your average player is – keeping the passion around the game, but yet just enjoying the experience no matter what. If I would have shot 105 at Torrey Pines, which I didn't, and I was lucky enough not to, but if I would have, it still would have been one of the best days of my life. It's something that as a kid growing up in Tonawanda, New York, I never would have imagined being able to do. So to keep that in perspective, I think is so key. And by the way, the other key thing, if you ask me, is to A, take advantage of your the great courses that you have locally. I call this the Disney theory. I mean, Everybody wants to go to Disney, but in reality, there's only so many people that can get onto Pebble Beach. So what's the great course near you? I mean, I think about Turning Stone is ranked oh, on yeah. our list of, you know, best courses you can play in New York. I think it's the third best course in, in New York. Yeah, really, all three of them get up there in the rankings. I mean, yeah. Galuyat, Shenandoah, and Atunio, it's a PGA champ course. You know, I, I tell you what, I played Seven Oaks a couple of weeks ago, 
uh, front nine carved me to pieces, played about bogey golf on the back. But, you know, it had some of that, Tim, that sneaky rough where you hit it a little bit off. You're like, oh, it's not that bad. And then you go and hit it, and the club is just stuck. I mean, it just yeah. it just grabs it. And then, of course, can't hit the GIR. Then you're in the rough again. you got to chip up. And the greens were brutal as well. You can't be on top, and you end up... You know, I three-putted from, I think, 12 feet below the hole because I just, the greens, I had no idea what to do. Um, but, yeah, the bet, like, you know, and I played Ravenwood for the first time a few weeks ago in Rochester, sure. too. So, there, there. I, I agree with you. I think that's a key thing. Like, if you can't get out and travel, you can't go international a lot, you can't, you know, take that Ireland trip or the Bandon Dunes trip and, and just go or Pinehurst, you know, go find your five to seven, eight best courses and go get them done in a year, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Split it up. Get your buddies together. It's something that you can do over the course of a year. If you're allowed to and, play. Yeah. But. Right. If you're allowed to play. And, and say, hey, every other month we're going to do this. We're going to spend the night. We're going to go do this. Yeah. We're going to go to Cooperstown and play leather stocking. Sure. Or we're going to go, you know, wherever and have fun. And and at the end of it, you're going to have some really uh, incredible memories from the whole thing. So couple more for Tim Schmidt. Does a great job covering the game of golf. Managing editor of Golf Week. Golf coordinator, of course, for the USA Today Network here on the ML Sports Platter. Brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Bryson DeChambeau obviously ruffles feathers. There's no doubt. He's, he gets under a guy's skin. He's, you know, him and Kepka have got the rivalry going back and forth. Apparently, Justin Thomas is getting involved on Instagram. Listen, he, he drives people crazy. How crazy do you think he's driving the PGA Tour and golf fans? But, hey, I'm all in on it because I think it's great for the game. Yeah, I mean, I think behind the scenes, the PGA Tour folks love this. Yep. I mean, he's not a villain, per se, like Patrick Reed, but, I mean, he's certainly someone who stirs the pot. I actually said this recently to a, to a couple friends. You know, I don't think Bryson's a genuinely a bad guy. I think he's immature. I think he's someone who, um, and, and by that, maybe even not uh, horribly immature as a person overall. I just think, like, his body, um, he wasn't, this wasn't who he was as a 20 year old. He's his, he suddenly kind of transformed himself. And I don't know that mentally he ever caught up to it. Um, he's kind of, you know, there's a kid at, we all knew a kid in ninth grade who, who, you know, was, was five feet tall. And then by the end of our senior years, uh, was one of the bigger, stronger kids in school. And he never really knew what to do with his body yet. He was still kind of figuring out how to, how to maneuver himself. And that's Bryson where I think Brooks is much more, um, controlled and understands what he's doing i think bryson is just kind of immature and and does whatever he says and thinks and, and is still finding his way but the people behind the scenes love this I, I don't think there's any doubt about it i think that um he what he's doing for the game of golf is um is super important and, and by that i mean you know, our, our mantra at Golf Week is for serious golfers. And, and I love the people who are our, our hardcore readers, for sure. But opening the funnel to more people who will enjoy the game of golf is really important to me. And I think that Bryson stirring up controversy and, and, and just being that guy who's, you know, we're all trying to figure out what he's doing with this swing and what he's tinkering with. And now he's yelling at his club maker and, you know... <laughs> It's it's great drama, and where it's really great to see guys like uh, you know Carlos Ortiz or Jason Kokrak or other middle of the road players win.
win PGA tournament, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, you and I aren't turning on the Marlins and the Rockies on a Monday night, but the Yankees Red Sox we're watching every single time. And that's what Bryson is. He has got that it factor that gets people excited to watch. And when he's in the hunt, whether you love him, whether you hate him, he's definitely polarizing, but he's someone who's going to bring in eyeballs and bring in attention and, and make it exciting. Just, just make the whole thing more exciting. And I think that the people behind the scenes love it. I will tell you something very, very interesting. And for folks who didn't follow this last week, basically Bryson yelled and said that his driver sucked. He's a Cobra, uh, been sponsored by Cobra for years. Um, then in Golf Week, uh, our equipment reporter uh, got a great scoop. The Cobra rep who works with Bryson and who actually caddied for him a few weeks ago. Um, came back and said sometimes he's like dealing with an eight-year-old and you, you know you have to know that he doesn't really hate you when he says he hates you and this led to a whole big you know hullabaloo about whether bryson hates cobra and whether cobra hates bryson and blah 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 i spoke with someone recently who said that the day following that was cobra's second highest e-commerce day in the last two years mm-hmm. so you know, like you, you tell me if Cobra hates the fact that they brought him up and they said something and then he came back and said, I'm sorry, he apologized, but it got their name out there. That's it. And, it, you know, just like the PG, I, I think they feel the same way. Yeah, in a world where, hello, TaylorMade, Titleist, Callaway, all the ping, those, co- those companies are the ones really dominating. Cobra kind of falls behind. So I thought it was a good thing. And you know what? Even if they get pissed off, what what do you need? Well, here, here's a new driver. You like this? Once you get a driver he likes because he's such a psycho, he'll talk about that in a positive way. You get the best of both worlds. Let's set up the last couple of minutes I have with you, Tim. Sure. We got some stuff coming around the corner. I mean, the majors are over, but the rest of this year is going to be great. I mean, you've got the FedEx Cup race. You've got the Ryder Cup. I think the World Golf is right around the corner here as well. A lot of big-time tournaments. Uh, just set it up for, for my listeners here, what you're looking for, and uh, and take it away. And don't forget the Olympics. And I mean, the Olympics. There's a whole bunch Good of point. folks who will be at the Olympics in a couple of weeks, and that's going to be actually starting in 10 days. Yeah, Morikawa being one of them. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's difficult for us because covering it when it's oh. you know around the globe is going to be really mind-numbing. But yeah, the, uh, the, the Memphis WGC event, which is um, the FedEx St. Jude in Memphis, is one of the best. And, and for people who don't know, the reason why those, those – um, World Golf Championships events are such a big deal is there's no cuts. So every top player, and and the purses are huge. So what that means is all the best players in the world are always going to play because they know that they're going to make a bunch of money for showing up. Um, And there's only four WGC events. So that Memphis event is a big one. That's right after the Olympics. Then you start to go into the FedEx Cup playoffs, which, you know, is always a really interesting time, I think. But but the key is the Ryder Cup, which if you look right now at the uh, official World Golf ranking, Eight of the top ten players in the world are Americans, and the Americans have had their their rear ends handed to them in a number of the recent Ryder Cups. The, the pressure has to be mounting here. The, we've got the best players. It would be like if the Dream Team lost consistently in the Olympics playing basketball. I mean, you've got the best players in the world on the American team, and they're not getting results. I think there's going to be a little more pressure, and I think you're gonna you're gonna sense it from the American players at Whistling Straits. Also. Just a quick 
no Whistling Straits Golf Course in Wisconsin. Oh. Just one of the most stunning pieces of property you're ever going to see. And if you ever get a chance to go play that one, please do so. But yeah, I mean, what a what a backdrop for this pressure packed great way to end the season it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a great finish to the season like you said even though the majors are done there's still a lot of really good golf to watch tim schmidt golf week usa today network been in the media world for quite a while uh respect you so much man you've, you've done such awesome work through the years and man i gosh i haven't seen you in so long i think uh when i was a student at bonaventure and i was interned at empire and then i think shortly after that a couple of times but uh, you you know, there's two famous people who I know come from Tonawanda, New York, and it's Tim Schmidt and Bill Hoppy. So thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Tim. I appreciate Any, you, buddy. Anytime I can be in that category with hey. Bill Hoppy, you know I'm eager to do so. Always good to talk to you, buddy. And the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Prestwick Golf, Welch and Company Jewelers, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State Tax Efficient Retirement Planning. It's essential, and Brian can take care of you right now. Go ahead and visit his website, advisors.massmutual.com. He's also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Brian Comboy. Mass Mutual, New York State, the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Thanks so much again to Tim Schmidt for talking some golf. What a year it's been, and I think the rest of the year is going to be pretty amazing as well. Make sure you go follow Tim's stuff at Golf Week and USA Today Network. I'm Mike Lindsley. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, Enjoy the games. a gentler side of Florida, just waiting for you to discover it. Where America's first resort destination was built and genuine hospitality began. A place with cleaner sands, warmer waters, and fewer crowds. A place different than the rest. One that exceeds, excels, and surpasses all expectation. Waiting here just for you. We are the original, the one, the only, the Palm Beaches. That time you got home from a week of double shifts and your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.